0: Pendekar Hossein here, this is Marshall Mentor, episode 5, and this episode is Marantau, the Risks versus Enlightenment. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know what Marantau means, it basically is an Indonesian word that means traveling and getting out of your secure environment in order to get real world experience. Now there was actually a movie made about this a couple of years ago from a very famous Indonesian actor. Well, he wasn't famous at that time. But he is very super famous now. And you should probably know him. His name is Iko Uwais. And he made a very famous film called Marantau. The same name. And uh, this film basically. The entire idea of it. Is that he leaves his secure little village in Indonesia. And he goes out into the real world. The real world being hardcore Jakarta. And he tries his best in order to survive. Now as he is going Uh, Through his survival mode and getting into the new city and trying to uh, trying to make an eco-living out in that city Which is a really tough city Jakarta to survive in he basically Meets a bunch of different types of people, you know, he meets some good some terrible some really bad uh, Some ugly some beautiful, but anyways, that's his adventure and uh, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, I'm not gonna make a spoiler out of it, so you can go and watch the movie. It's a really, really good movie. And it's a, a very good mix of traditional Pinjak Silat and also a very important concept within traditional Pinjak Silat, and that is getting real-world experience. Now, the whole concept of Merantau uh in the past couple of years has been something that people have taken and turned into some kind of a vacation activity nowadays and when i talk to people some of them most pe- firstly most people don't even know what the word means so they they heard the movie and uh they, or maybe they have heard of it, or maybe they have heard the word somewhere before if they have trained Silat or Filipino martial arts. Because I believe the word also is used in Tagalog. Tagalog is the national language of the Philippines. So for people who train Filipino martial arts, I have met some of them. They have actually uh, heard a lot of the different Indonesian words because... Uh, Basically Tagalog is kind of like a mix between different languages and Indonesian is of course one of the primary uh, basic uh, influences uh, in in the Philippines because they have a shared history and Filipino martial arts, for those of you who don't know, Filipino martial arts are heavily influenced by Penjag Silat because Silat is the mother system for most of the Southeast Asian martial arts and uh, of course uh, china kung fu and all of this and wushu and the chinese martial arts were also very influential all over asia but for southeast asia primarily uh indonesian penjak silat has been the basis of the martial arts uh in this area so that being said there's a lot of influence throughout the whole region so the word marantau basically means to an Indonesian word, which basically means to travel to get more experience outside. And this is a concept which was in Pinjak Silat for a long time. And um, it is a very important concept. And now I'm gonna explain to you why. And I, I think that the modern idea of it, where people just travel and then uh, they stay in a four star or five star hotel and basically go shopping and visit restaurants and stuff like that, and then go home. This is not the real idea of Merantau. But it is what people are doing these days and calling it marantau the people that know what the word means and they call it that but actually that's not what it is you see we live in a time now where a person can have a title like a martial arts instructor a pendekar a guru ustaz or whatever title they want to give themselves hulubalang or panglima or any other title that they have Uh, in their martial arts system, uh, Southeast Asian systems I'm specifically speaking about, and then they have absolutely no real-life experience in combat. This is a very, very modern phenomenon. In the old days, if you had a title like Hulubalang, you had a title like Panglima, you had a title like Dato, you had a title like Pendekar. These are titles which are very, very serious. These are people who were involved in government, who were involved in military, Laksamana. These are, these are people who were involved in, in, in government, Bendahara. This is traditional, powerful people. This is not some regular clown walking around on the road selling selling fritters at the side of the street. These are people who were involved with the sultans and the kings and the rajas of the area, of the times. It's not regular people. So that's why I hate it when people have this idea that Penjaksilat is just some stupid thing that comes from the village somewhere. People, if you only just listen to the titles, you know that's a fallacy. The titles of these things where people were, when the systems, when you start to look at the background history of it, look at the titles of the people who built these systems a long time ago and who governed places. The people who were in charge of the military, in charge of of security, in charge of all of these kind of things. These titles were the titles of those people. They're not the titles of the the chicken farmers. They're not the titles of the people who are just making uh, potatoes. It's a completely different group of people, so this this is something that is a legacy of power and a legacy of real experience and knowledge and strategic thinking and combat strat- strategy and and combative com- training and capabilities. It's not just some random clowns on the road, so that's a that's something that people have to think about. It's not not anybody, okay. So when when you have a title like that. The idea nowadays that we can have this title without having any actual experience is a travesty, an absolute travesty. And it's so sad because when you look at other systems of martial arts, uh, let's take, for example, Judo. Let's take uh, BJJ. Let's take Muay Thai. Let's take um, what's another one that's really good? Sambo. Uh, let's take those systems which are really really uh, they they have high skill level individuals they've become very popular in modern times boxing is another one they've become very popular fencing is another one but fencing is not that popular but um, those type of systems you see when somebody has a title in one of those systems they actually have fighting experience even if it's a limited fighting experience according to their system but they they have fighting experience but when you look at something, like, um, when you look at something where, for example, in, in some Lat systems where they don't have any type of fighting, they just have two-man drills endlessly. And for some Filipino martial arts are like this also. They only have two-man drills going back and forth endlessly. Well, th- that, that doesn't mean anything. It means absolutely nothing. So, if you want to have the title of those things, or you want the title of self-defense instructor... You have to have some real experience in life. You have to expose yourself a little bit to challenges in real life so that you can actually say, okay, if you wanna teach somebody how to defend themselves, okay, in real life, you actually have to have been in real life defensive situations where you had to use your skill. Imagine you go to a doctor and you want you want surgery and the doctor that you find out that the doctor has only read books, he's never actually done this before. Would you want that doctor or would you want the one who actually has done this before and has some experience? And it's the same thing with a dentist. I don't want to go to a dentist that just read a couple of books. I want to go to a dentist who has some experience actually doing the stuff that he's telling me that he's going to do. So it's the same thing for martial arts instructors. For a martial arts instructor, you need some experience in life. You need to be in those experiences where you have been challenged, where your skills have been challenged, where your mentality has been challenged before you can start talking to other people about how to defend their, their selves and their lives and their families in difficult situations. So when I was younger, Uh, my teacher was the one who emphasized the concept of meronthal to me and that's why I went out into the world because I wanted to have that experience That's why I became a paramedic because I wanted to have that experience So uh, if you go into combat professions like so like soldiering or you go into law enforcement or security or whatever You're gonna you're gonna get those experiences if you become a paramedic or you become a tactical medic or anything like that You're gonna get a lot of exposure to blood and reality and and fighting and everything else OK, now pe- people don't under people usually don't think about that. But yes, uh, as a paramedic, I've been attacked several times. That's the reality of the job, because people you're dealing with unstable people, you're dealing with situations that are sometimes dangerous and sometimes we support the police. So we're in yellow zone sometimes uh, and sometimes it's dangerous. And if you go to the tactical medical level, then you are always in danger. There's no such thing as team safety so it it the, even isn't even as a medic if depending on your situation and I've done this all over the world, so I purposely went out in order to get that experience and and that's the whole point of Marantau. To put yourself in situations, not stupidly, but to put yourself in situations where you have a chance to experience reality beyond your secure setting. That's the whole point. Otherwise, I can't tell you how to defend yourself and defend your family and honestly believe that the material that I'm teaching is true because I've never done it. But I have done it so when I say something I can tell you with all my 100% certainty I believe this works because I have survived because of it. My family survived because of this training. That's why I'm 100% certain in the things that I teach and even though I might not always be correct. There's nobody who has 100% monopoly on on knowledge of combat. Uh, There's some things that I do which I can reform also. And that's no problem. We can always improve. We're in a constant state of improvement in education. It's not like a schooling system where you finish and then bye-bye. You get your certificate and you're a master. It's a constant state of improvement. That's what education is. It's consistent daily improvement for the rest of your life. Knowledge and learning from the cradle to the grave. So when you look at it like that, from a very traditional perspective like that, that is the real traditional way of doing things. Not going and staying in a hotel and then telling me that you went to Marantau. You had no real threat or experience. All you did was have a vacation in a beautiful place. And if you go to a four-star hotel in a place like Manila, or a place like uh, like Hatay, or a place like uh, Padang, or any of these uh, places that people go to Bali in Southeast Asia, and then they go there and they stay in a four-star hotel, you have absolutely no connection to reality on the ground. None. Zero. It doesn't matter if you've trained at the local Muay Thai gym or Silat Club or whatever. You have no connection to reality on the ground. If you really want to understand what reality is, and you really want to do your Marantau and have it benefit you, you have to go and try and survive in those places. You don't just go there for a week, you go and live there. Stay there, stay with the people, try to survive in that environment and see what it means to survive in that environment. Can you do it? Are you capable of finding a job? Are you capable of setting up your house? Can you handle the stresses of the situation? Sometimes you're gonna have natural disasters in those situations. I've survived many natural disasters and I've assisted uh, the, 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 what's it called? The, um, the rescue forces in many places like in Taiwan and in Malaysia also. So this is something that you will only experience when you actually live in those places with those people. But if you're only going on vacation, you stay in the four-star hotel, and you leave after a week, you never really see reality. There's no benefit. So that's why I'm very much against this type of uh, this this weekend warrior mentality. And it should be something which actually exposes you to reality. So some people will say, well, you know, I I can't uh, I can't take that time off work. Okay, well, you no, know, that's your choice. That's no problem. But then you you should. You shouldn't purport to have all the knowledge of of self-defense then and be an expert in self-defense if you've never actually had to experience reality and go and force yourself to see reality. If you've never seen blood before, how can you talk about how it's going to affect people? If you've never seen dead bodies before and killing before, how can you then say that you can teach other people how it can be done and how it can be survived and how it can be emotionally dealt with? So there's a lot of aspects like that. Now does that mean that there's no way to train for it if you don't have that experience? No, I'm not saying that. Because if you learn with somebody who does have that experience, they can impart that knowledge to you impart that wisdom to you and share with you their experiences. That's why it's so important to learn from people from with experience. That's why you see this happens in the military. In the military they do that. The people who have combat experience are the ones that they try to bring to teach everybody else. They don't take a total rookie to teach another total rookie how to be a fucking rookie. It doesn't make any sense. They take people who have experience and those people are brought in order to teach the people who don't have experience. That's the way that it works. That's why everybody has a very solid, rounded education. And you see many, many law enforcement and military professional people and paramedics and and corrections officers and things like that, people who are trained to deal with reality-based situations and real situations and real problems, Those people are usually always taught by people who are already experienced, people who have been in the field already and who have seen the real problems and experienced the real problems. So you have some of that knowledge already. You learn from that knowledge. It's only in a martial arts scene where I have seen somebody with zero training, te- uh, zero reality uh, experience teaching another person with zero reality experience how to deal with real problems. This is a fantasy kind of education system, and it's only something I've seen in martial arts. It's not in any other profession. It's really crazy. So use the Marantau, the concept of Marantau. Use it to better yourself. Get out into the world. Get out into, out of your safe environment and experience it. Now, people ask me, how do you do it? Okay, now I'm gonna tell you very practical ways. Now, how you can do this basically, you can go and join and volunteer certain types of organizations. You can join a volunteering organization, for example, to travel overseas and work in underdeveloped countries. I had a friend who went to Africa, I think, I believe it was, where was it in East Africa somewhere? I believe it was in Tanzania or Kenya or something. And he went over there, I think it was Kenya, he went over there to work on the... Uh, he like he was an engineer. He volunteered to go over there, live there, and help with the local uh, environmental engineering, something, what whatever it was, I don't remember. And uh, he was living there for like two years or three years. And while he was there helping the local society, of course, it's not a stable country when they had political protests, he happened to be there. So he was able to experience firsthand the realities of those situations. Now, if you want to test your skills, if you want to test your ability to hold your balls from sweating and falling off in reality situations, go and stay in those type of places. Go and help the local population in those type of places. You don't have to be a troublemaker, but you can expose yourself to reality. You can volunteer to be a paramedic. There are many small communities where volunteer paramedics are desperately needed. You can volunteer to be a paramedic, you will see reality real fast, okay? You can volunteer to be a police officer in some places also. They don't have very uh, very much budget for police officers, so they have training places uh, and uh, training programs for volunteer police officers. You can do reserve military. They can send you different places. You can do reserve military or what's it called? The National Guard. If there are natural disasters or something like that in your country, they have some kind of natural, uh, natural uh, disaster rescue services and things like that. There are so many options if you want to get some real-world experience. There are a lot of options. So another option, if you really don't want to go through all of that, what you can do is just learn from people who have real-world experience. And you will get a lot of very practical information from those people because they've actually seen the things that they're teaching. So it's a, it, it's the, that's the best way to look at it. So if you cannot Murantau far away, Murantau in close. Talk to people, learn from people who have already done it. So it's as simple as that. So that is my advice for all of you. And I know it's old school and some people might not agree with it. And that's no problem. You can email me. You can criticize me. You can hit me up in comments. I'm available on social media and email. And you can find me at TotalUrbansurvival.com anytime. And visit our podcast every week. I'm going to be bringing a new interesting topic for you. And I hope it is beneficial for you. I love all of you. Take care of yourselves. And I'll see you all next week for episode number six. Bye-bye.